Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before. For day number one of Zazlo Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff. That you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're gonna make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslo Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zazlo Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome, Zazlo Show 2.0. It is a Tuesday, the 12th of September. Good to have you aboard. We're part of the Believe Podcast Network, presented as always by Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. 
800-747-3733. We are charged up here on a Tuesday. We got a lot to get to. We're going to have some fun. I'm so appreciative you guys are hanging out with us today. We are officially through week one of the NFL season with your Miami Dolphins sitting atop the AFC. Still fired up from a couple afternoons ago. Best offense, best quarterback, best team. Dolphins now looking ahead to next weekend, Sunday night football. Now we can start thinking about that. Sunday night football at the stupid Patriots and the worst quarterback in the NFL, Mac Jones. Although Zach Wilson might give him a run for its money now. So we got a fun show planned today. We're going to talk to my pal Matt Jones from ESPN Radio. We'll get some of his thoughts on the Dolphins. He hosts the NFL preview show every Sunday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. on ESPN Radio, taking you up to the games. But he also, for our pro wrestling fans out there, he owns OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling, and debuting tomorrow on Netflix. Wednesday on Netflix is a new show called Wrestlers, which is coming out. It's a seven-episode series, and it's a behind-the-scenes documentary. It's a behind-the-scenes look at the operations of OVW. And Matt Jones is in a whole lot of it because he owns OVW. He, I don't know, he's going to be like the evil promoter, I don't know. But we're going to get Matt Jones on. I've hosted with him on ESPN Radio. I enjoy doing the show with him. So we're going to get Matt on here, and we're going to talk about that. That's coming up. It's Tuesday, which means you know we're going to do Twitter Jam, all right? And a new feature that we're going to do every Tuesday as well, NFL Power Rankings. That's right. We're going to do our top five power rankings every Tuesday. Once the week is officially done, once Monday Night Football is over from the previous night, and we're going to do that every Tuesday now, updating each week. Now, this has nothing to do with preseason. We're judging it solely based on what we saw in week one, and so on and so forth. So we'll get to Twitter Jam. We're going to do our power rankings. We'll debut those for the week. But let's get to last night first. So... We got three stories from last night, right? Number one, how did last night affect the Dolphins? That's the local angle. Number two, Josh Allen and the Bills. Holy shit was Josh Allen terrible. And number three, Aaron Rodgers, who it has now been confirmed, suffered a ruptured Achilles tendon. Is his career over? Those are the stories from last night. So... Where do we start first? Let's let's start with Rodgers, all right? We find out this morning it is an Achilles tendon injury. His season is over. My best guess is his career is over as well. Forget at that age, 38, 39 years old, whatever he is. Achilles injuries are usually a 9 to 12 month deal. So at his age, you would figure, you know what? It could wind up being the longer end of the 9 to 12 months. But then on top of that, at his age, and he's a Hall of Famer, does he want to go through the rehab? For a player, because think about this, for a player who admittedly considered retirement, he decided not to retire. And now, he's going to go essentially two years between playing football. I mean, this does not count this year. He's going to have a whole year away. And 
while recovering from a major injury, is going to go through rehab from a major injury. Does he want to do that at this point in his life, at this point in his career? My guess is no. If this was a few years ago, if this was before he started to contemplate retirement, you don't usually have guys contemplate retirement and then go through a major rehab after suffering a major injury. I think Aaron Rodgers' career is over. And, I mean, look, that game was hilarious last night. Now, in a vacuum, it's not hilarious that Aaron Rodgers got hurt. That's not what I'm saying. But that game was hilarious last night where every day for the last five months, it is nonstop Aaron Rodgers talk. And it's over after four plays. Not even four games. Not even one game. This was all we talked about every day. The national shows. The radio shows. All Aaron Rodgers. All the time. And four plays. It's over. I mean, what a massive waste of time it turned out to be for everybody. And for and look, like I said, in a vacuum, it's not hilarious. But when you give it context... And then you also remember, yeah, it's the Jets. Like, it's the most Jet thing to ever happen. You go, When you go to a loser franchise, when you're Aaron Rodgers, and you go to a loser franchise, loser shit's going to happen. And four plays in, you pan that camera. Put that camera on Fireman Ed. You put that camera on all the loser Jet fans. It's the most Jet thing you've ever seen. I think Aaron Rodgers' career is over, which, I'm again, that part's not hilarious. But the fact that this happened to the Jets, to the Jet fan, and all the time that we spent on Aaron Rodgers, and instead you get another season of Zach Wilson, that part, I mean, that's a knee slapper right there. So, not happy that Aaron Rodgers got hurt. But I do find the whole situation that it's the Jets. And look... Going into the game last night, I'm rooting for the Bills. I want the Bills to smack them in the fucking mouth. I think the Bills are going to kick their ass, matter of fact. (laughs) Once Aaron Rodgers goes down, so from a Dolphin perspective now, right? Once Aaron Rodgers goes down, that whole perspective changes. Because once Rodgers goes down, and it looked like it was going to be a blowout. I mean, it was 13-3. Jets couldn't do anything. And, and that's where Josh Allen comes in, who is as careless a quarterback there is in the NFL. We'll get to that in a second. But once Aaron Rodgers went down, if you're a Dolphin fan, your mindset changes because, all right, the Jets season just ended. They're done. It's over for them. If the Bills can somehow blow this game, they start 0-1 behind the Dolphins including a divisional loss. That's a major win for the Dolphins. So I went into the game rooting for the Jets to get their shit kicked in. And four plays in, now I'm rooting for the Bills to lose. It was quite quite the range of emotions very early on in the game, even if you're a Dolphin fan. So you got three stories, like I said. Number one, is Aaron Rodgers' career over? Which I think it is. And, and the problem, the offensive line, now, you know, turf, the wet, did that play a role in the Achilles injury? Man, it's gross. Like, you got, you know, there's certain, like, doctors on Twitter where 
They're like the sports injury doctors. And then when something like this happens, they'll tweet out, look at this, this right here, this right here. And you see the slow-mo in the replay. And they're like, look, I hope I'm wrong. But you can see right there, it looks like his Achilles uh, uh, shoots all the way up his calf. That That's a torn Achilles right there. And then you see what they're pointing at. And, oh, it's gross. You, you could totally see it. Yeah, his Achilles tendon shot it, it rolled right up his calf. It was so, his calf. All of a sudden, was what looked like his calf muscle was now all of a sudden so high up on the back of his leg. It was it was really gross. It was really gross. So you got three stories from last night. Aaron Rodgers, whose career I believe is over, and that offensive line last night. Look, the first time he went back to pass, he almost got sacked. Had to had to evade a, a defender. Rolled out. Had to throw it away. The next time he went back to pass, had to step up into the pocket, almost got sacked. And then the third time, fourth play overall, that he stepped up to pass, he tears his Achilles when he gets sacked. So all this talk about the offense, now, would it have happened anyway? He'd been dealing with a calf issue. I think that probably played a role. Would it have happened anyway? Maybe. But this offensive line we've been talking about with the Jets so far this entire offseason, yeah, he ended up getting sacked fourth play of the game, tore his Achilles. The second story, of course, being how the Dolphins, by the Bills losing that game, the Bills losing to Zach Wilson and the Jets on the first game of the season is a major, major plus for the Dolphins. So from a Dolphin perspective, we got a great result last night. The third story yesterday was Josh Allen. Josh Allen was awful. Last night. Can we be honest for a sec? Like, let's be real for a second here. Two is better than Josh Allen. If the Buffalo Bills called the Dolphins right now and offered Josh Allen for Tua straight up, the Dolphins would laugh so hard. Let's be real. Tua's better than Josh Allen. It's taken longer to get there, but we're there. Allen is as careless a turnover machine at that position there is in the league. And while Tua continues his rise, is always making the good decisions, is always making the safe decision, does not give the ball away, does not turn it over. He's Tua's all Tua's rising. Josh Allen is who he is, which is really good, but Tua continues to rise. He's better than Josh Allen. The Dolphins would laugh so hard if the Bills offered Josh Allen straight up for Tua. They would laugh so hard. They wouldn't be able to hang up the phone because the phone would have fell out of their hands. They'd be laughing so hard that they would just lose control of their limbs. And the Bills on the other end of the phone would be hearing the laughing and it would be like so insulting. But it doesn't matter because Tua is better than Josh Allen. So who gives a shit if the Bills are insulted? We were watching a game last night. All right. We were watching a game last night. Between, we, we went into the game watching a game between who wants to be the second best quarterback in the AFC East. And this is who Josh Allen is. He never comes through in a big spot. Shit. And, and, and again, it's, it's always a turnover. I mean, what, they couldn't do anything with the ball, the Jets. And what happened? The, 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 the Jets, Josh Allen essentially had his own butt fumble. Now he didn't run into, into his own lineman's butt, but he ran into his own guy. Fumble the ball, Jets recover, they end up tying the game. But he never comes through in the big spot. We talk about Josh Allen, and Josh Allen's really good. 
Don't misconstrue him and say, oh, Zazzle, you think Josh Allen sucks? No. No. But Josh Allen, we talk about, like, it's Patrick Mahomes, and he's right there next to him. Although my pal Mark Zinno, ESPN Radio, makes the case that Allen's better than Mahomes. You may have to revisit that one. Allen is not on that top tier. He's not. He is a really good quarterback. He is not on that top tier. And two is better. But Allen, we talk about him like he's this... And this is the part I don't understand. Because you hear this conversation about, oh, the Buffalo Bills, is there a window for a Super Bowl closing? The Kansas City Chiefs window for a Super Bowl is forever as long as Patrick Mahomes is their quarterback. So if Josh Allen is on the level of a Patrick Mahomes, how can the Buffalo Bills window for a Super Bowl be closing? Their window should be as long as Josh Allen is their quarterback. But that's not the case because he's not on the level of a guy like Patrick Mahomes. He is not on that top elite tier of quarterbacks in the NFL. And that's why the Bills don't necessarily have this limitless window of Super Bowl opportunity. But we talk about Josh Allen sometimes as if he is this guy who can carry the Bills to a Super Bowl and maybe can, maybe can't. He's been to one conference championship. He's not there every year. It's not like it's automatic. He's gotten past the divisional round one time. Obviously, he's never been to the Super Bowl. He's gotten past the divisional round one time. Stop talking about Josh Allen like he's the best quarterback in the league. There is no QB who is more careless and turnover prone than Josh Allen. Since 2018, when he got in the league, no no quarterback has turned the ball over more. Fumbles, interceptions, no quarterback has turned the ball over more. Two is better. Like, you you can get as mad as you want about that. Two is better. And look, when we're talking about big games, shit, remember the Dolphin win early last season. The game in Miami, they had fourth down, it was fourth and goal, and he skipped the ball into the end zone. He had an open receiver, skipped the ball into the end zone. Look, Josh Allen puts up great numbers because he's crazy athletic. He is, he's crazy talented. But he doesn't come through in the big spots. He's not a big-time quarterback in the big spots. And again, he's really good. But he's not that top-tier quarterback. And I would take Tua over him in a heartbeat. The first couple years of their careers, no. You take Josh Allen. But that's gone now. They're, they're, they're essentially both veteran quarterbacks now. Tua's better. And Tua continues to get better. Oh, Tua's got Tyreek Hill. All right, let's not act like Stephon Diggs and nobody. That game last night was hilarious. There were so many perspectives of that game that were crazy. It was such a bore, but like I couldn't take my eyes off it. At some point, I did switch the big TV in the Zaslow Mansion family room to Monday Night Raw. And I had the Monday Night Football on the small TV. Then I switched it back once we got to the fourth quarter. So... And also, as far as Josh Allen goes, Aaron Rodgers leaves the game, fourth play of the game, and you can't outscore Zach Wilson? Give me a break. You can't outscore Zach Wilson? A shell-shocked, rightfully so, a shell-shocked New York Jets team. You can't outscore Zach Wilson? That's terrible. I'm sorry. I'm tired of hearing how great Josh Allen is. Win something. Win a big game. You know what I'm not tired of hearing about? 
I'm not tired of hearing of Zaslow Show 2.0 listeners who reach out to me and say, Zaslow, thank you so much for telling us about Brunt Insurance. I called them at 954-589-2204, and now I'm saving so much money on my homeowner's insurance, just like you are, Zazzle. I'm like, yeah, why do you think I've been using Brunt Insurance for my homeowner's insurance for 10 years now? I'm getting the best rate out there and the most comprehensive coverage. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204, and wherever you're calling from in the state of Florida, Brunt Insurance has offices throughout the state, so you could be calling all the way up north in Pensacola, all the way down south in the Keys. Brunt Insurance has comprehensive insurance coverage tailored exactly to your needs. They know the area you're calling from. They specialize also in auto insurance, life insurance. You need boaters insurance. Look, maybe don't own your home. Renter's insurance or condo insurance. If you're looking for affordable care that offers you the best coverage out there, you made the right call. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Greg Brunt and his team, they have the expertise and the experience to find the perfect coverage for you. And that also includes comprehensive policies on both trailers and motorhomes. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. All right. So, oh, and, and, and God, I'm this... This makes me crazy. I have to mention this. And, and I guess you knew this was coming because this is what she does. I can't, I can't stand this Jamel Hill. Now, I don't follow her on Twitter, but it gets, you know, retweeted, aggregated, what have you. She is the worst. And so, very predictably, this Jamel Hill last night tweets out some of the effect of, I know a quarterback that the Jets could call. His name rhymes with Hammernick. Okay. Okay. Let I... I can't believe we're still doing the Kaepernick bullshit. Let me tell you something. Quarterback in the NFL is by far the hardest position in all of sports. Deshaun Watson was away from the position for two years. He missed one full season. He was away from the position for two years. He sucks now. He doesn't come close to resembling the quarterback he was. Deshaun Watson, before missing that year, 2021, Deshaun Watson was 100 times the quarterback Colin Kaepernick has ever been. Deshaun Watson was a top five quarterback in the NFL after 2020. Colin Kaepernick, on his best day, could not hold Deshaun Watson's jock. Deshaun Watson was away from the game for one year. And he is not close to the player he was. Colin Kaepernick has been out of the NFL for seven years. And we're still doing the call Kaepernick bullshit? Do you know how awful Colin Kaepernick would be if he stepped back on a football field right now as a starting quarterback and has been gone for seven years and tries to jump back into playing the most difficult position in all of sports. I'm not trying to have a conversation about why Kaepernick is not in the NFL anymore or what Kaepernick does away from football. That's a completely different story. But if you think that Colin Kaepernick, like if you think Zach Wilson was bad, get a load of what Colin Kaepernick would look like. He's been away for seven years. Look at Deshaun Watson who missed one year. He sucks now. 
Oh, like, you're just, you're looking for headlines or you're looking to bait people with the Kaepernick bullshit if you're still doing that. It's, it's so annoying to me. And I got news to you, by the way. There is no way Kaepernick would come back. No way. Do you know how bad it would be? Now, now let's be real. Do you know how bad it would be for Kaepernick's brand if he came back today and was horrendous, which he would be. He came back today and was horrendous. And all of a sudden, instead of his whole brand being, they kicked him out of the league, he was awesome. They kicked him out of the league for standing up for social justice. That's so unfair. He gave up his career for it. To then all of a sudden, yeah, you know what? Maybe they didn't let him back in the league because he didn't have it anymore. Because he sucks. And he would suck if he came back today. You know how bad that would look for him? No, at this point, and probably a long time ago, it became good for Kaepernick's brand. To, to, rather than risk being shitty, which he would have been, he gets to always hang on to, I gave up my career to fight for social justice and inequalities. Which is fine. Like, good on him. But my God, he's been away for seven years and we're doing the Kaepernick bullshit? Get the fuck out of here. I mean, it's, oh, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. All right. Before we get to Twitter Jam, it's still summertime, guys. You know I'm telling you about all the summer savings when you go to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the only car dealership I personally endorse. If you need a new car, or maybe you're just thinking about getting a new car, you can't decide where to go, you are in luck. Because I send you to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. They carry the widest inventory of newest Subaru models on the market. That includes the Outback, the Crosstrek, the Forester, the Ascent... If you're looking for a spacious Subaru SUV for the family, maybe you're just looking for a sedan, something fun for yourself. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru is sure to have the perfect model for you. And at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're talking South Florida's newest and technologically advanced Subaru dealer. Shop over a thousand vehicles from the comfort of your home right now. NFLSubaru.com. It's easy to remember. NFLSubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, conveniently located on North Andrews Avenue, just north of Cypress Creek Road. The building you know and the place to go. NFLSubaru.com. Let's get to Twitter Jam. Today's edition of Twitter Jam, very predictably, has to do with Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets last night. All right. So first up here, this tweet is from... Timothy Burke, he's at Bubba Prague, he's a journalist, and he tweets out here, it's a video link, and it says, as called by Bob Wischusen on Jets Radio, here's the final call from last night. And getting away, a line drive kick is Sam Martin, Gibson runs under it at the Jet 35, starts to his left, gets to the 40, turns the corner, at the 45, 50, blockers in front, at the 40, at the Bills 30, inside the 20, stutter steps, to the 10, to the 5! Touchdown! It's a jet touchdown! This game is over! Look, that was a good moment for the Dolphin fan. Jets 0-1 and, I mean, Bills 0-1 and 0-1 the division. Jets are not a threat. I'm sorry. That was a good moment for the Dolphins last night. All right, continuing on here. This tweet here is from Ballsack Sports. Now, Ballsack Sports, everybody knows by now, is a parody satire Twitter account. And they tweeted out a picture of Aaron Rodgers. He looks happy, and it says, Aaron Rodgers, 1-0 as a New York Jet. That's true. 
He's 1-0 as a starter of the New York Jets. This is very true. This next tweet is from Charlotte Wilder. At the Wilder things. She's on Metalark Media. <coughs> Charlotte Wilder tweets out a quote from Joe Buck last night, which was, Aaron Rodgers' injury seems to be very severe, and please remember to watch Toy Story Fun Day Football, end quote. And she says, I'm sorry, I've never laughed harder. Yeah, I don't remember the transition, but that's a weird transition if that's how Joe Buck went about it. I will say, though, I'm definitely tuning into the Toy Story game. I don't remember what it is or which teams it is, but they're doing one of those... Remember, what was the Nickelodeon show they did a few months ago with the hockey game? I don't remember the name of the show, but it looked so damn cool. It was the hockey game, and the cartoon characters from that show were... It was, it was the game. It was literally the game. And so they're going to do that with a football and NFL game coming up. I'm definitely going to check that out. All right. This next tweet is from Awful Announcing. ESPN's John Parry, he's the, the, the official, the, the rules guy, says that Jets linebacker Chaz Sherratt should have been flagged on the game-winning touchdown. Here was the clip. Chaz Sherratt delivering this block on Quentin Morris, and that was the big one. John Perry. Yeah, it is big, but you got to put an asterisk on it because there's a tripping call that was not made. A trip, a leg whip, right near the 23-yard line, number 55, which would have brought the touchdown back. Yeah, i, I got to be honest. I, I thought this was poor form. I mean, could it have been called a trip? I guess. They definitely were still deep into field goal range, but whatever. Let's, I mean, fuck the Jets, of course. But let's live in the moment here, all right? You just had a crazy finish to the opening Monday Night Football game of the season, and we're talking about an asterisk because maybe there should have been a tripping penalty. I don't know. I read the room a little bit there, so I I didn't like that. This tweet here, now we got some player reactions to the Aaron Rodgers thing. Uh, David Bakhtiari is former left tackle with the Green Bay Packers. Congrats, NFL. How many more players have to get hurt on artificial turf? You care more about soccer players than us. You plan to remove all artificial turf for the World Cup coming up, so clearly it's feasible. I'm sick of this. Do better. He's very upset. Robert Griffin III, absolutely gutted for Aaron Rodgers. Joe Namath, Joe Willie tweets out, Realistically, the way Rodgers left the field, I don't expect him to come back, so let's stay positive. I'm glad we have Zach to come in, and I'm glad he's had the tutelage that he's had with Aaron. I hope he's got some scrambling shoes on tonight. Go Jets. I mean, you're glad you got Zach to come in. I feel like he's just saying, I'm glad we have a backup quarterback. You can't actually be glad that you have Zach Wilson. I guess you're glad you have a backup as opposed to nobody. Julian Edelman, you just can't make this up. Well, it is the Jets. I feel like you can if it's the Jets. Debo Samuel tweets out, Why people think it'd be so funny when people, players get injured? I don't think people think it's funny. I mean, if you do think it's funny, you're an asshole. I, I, I don't think people think it's funny. Pat McAfee tweets, Man, Jets have to have the worst experience as sports fans on earth. It's deserved. They're a bunch of assholes. And finally here, Warren Sharp tweets out, at Sharp Football, he's, uh, he's an NFL analyst, and he tweets out, We cannot watch primetime Zach Wilson in five more standalone games. Something must be done about this. And he shows now, primetime Jets games this week. He got six of them, five more. Coming up Sunday night football, week four, Kansas City at New York Jets. Monday night football, week nine, LA Chargers at New York Jets. Sunday night football, week 10, New York Jets at Las Vegas. 
Week 12 on Prime Thursday. I'm guessing this is Thanksgiving, or is that what it is? Oh, no, no, this is the, um, I'm sorry. Week 12, that's, that's, it's the day after Thanksgiving. That's Black Friday. Miami at New York Jets that afternoon. And week 17 on Prime, this must be a Saturday night game. New York Jets at Cleveland. I don't know what the rules are with flexing those games, but you, you, you got to get the hell out of those games. You can't, have, you can't have five more national TV games like that. You can't have five more appearances by Zach Wilson on national TV. And that right there is another Tuesday edition of Twitter Jam. All right. Good. All right, so we'll, we're going to get to our power rankings. I told you we're going to debut... Our week one NFL power rankings. We're going to do it every Tuesday. We got that coming up. But first, though, so the big story, obviously, is Rodgers. And like I said, from last night, you had three big stories if you're a Dolphin fan. What's next for Aaron Rodgers? How last night affects the Dolphins in division? And Josh Allen, who I would take Tua every day over him. I mean, the turnovers, it's ridiculous. Josh Allen after the game, how many times have we heard this from Josh Allen where he totally blames himself, which is obvious, but... After the game, this is on me. And and by the way, you think that you think that performance last night is going to help the relationship between him and Stephon Diggs? Okay, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I do want to point this out for Dolphin fans. You're allowed to be happy with the circumstances of last night if you're a Dolphin fan. Okay, you do not have to apologize if you're a Dolphin fan and like. That the Jets are done now. You don't have to apologize if you're good. It, like you're a Dolphin fan and you're happy that the Jets are toast now because Aaron Rodgers got hurt. You don't have to apologize for that. You're allowed to be happy with what went down last night. I'm not saying be happy that Aaron Rodgers got hurt. I'm talking about you're happy with the effect. All right, that was the cause of the Jets uh, of what's going to be a failing season for them. Aaron Rodgers getting hurt was the cause. The effect is now. They're going to be terrible. You're okay with... You're allowed to be happy with the result. I don't care how the Jets are going to be terrible. If it's they just lose all the games, they get bad luck, or if it's because Aaron Rodgers got hurt. I don't care as long as the end result is the New York Jets are awful. Especially after all the peacocking that they did the entire offseason. I don't care how they get to being awful. I'm just glad that they're going to be awful. And if you're a Dolphin fan and you feel that same way as I do, you do not have to apologize for that. You're allowed to be happy that the Jets are going to be terrible now. Don't let anyone shame you into feeling that way. Like, certain media guys love doing that. Oh, you're not allowed to be happy about that. You shouldn't celebrate that. No, celebrate whatever you want. If the Jets are going to be terrible and that makes you happy as a Dolphin fan, good for you. That's it. Good for you. You're allowed to celebrate the Jets fans' misfortune and the team is going to suck. You're allowed to feel that way. So anyway, and you know certain media guys love doing that. How could anyone cheer Aaron Rodgers getting hurt? Nobody's cheering he got hurt. We're cheering the Jets are going to be awful. They're two different things. And, and, and look, I'm not going to sit here and cheer for Rodgers' injury and bring that bad juju on my team. I'm not doing that. I'm cheering that the Jets are going to be awful now and their season is over and F all their fans are terrible people. I'm not going to sit and cheer Rodgers is hurt. I'm not going to say I'm glad he's hurt. I'm glad with the result, but I'm not glad he's hurt. I'm not bringing that bad juju on my team. Nope. But it's okay to be happy with the scenario. These are two different things. 
All right. Let's get to our week one NFL power rankings. Yes, you know it. Now, look, here's the parameters for our power rankings. And we're going to do this every Tuesday after the games. It has nothing to do with preseason projections. We go on a week-to-week basis, and we go with what we've seen. All right? For instance, I'll tell you, Kansas City. Kansas City didn't look good last week. Kansas City lost, so guess what? They're not in my power rankings. Like, we know overall that Kansas City, or at least we think they're going to be good overall, but what we thought they were going to be going into the season and what they're probably going to end up being does not come into play with Zaslow Show 2.0 power rankings. So here's what we got. Top five every week. We'll count down from five to one for dramatic purposes. Number five, Zaslow Show 2.0 power rankings. The Detroit Lions. Yep. Detroit Lions come in at number five. A great road win to start the season against those Kansas City Chiefs. They made the big plays in the fourth quarter. Goff drove the field. They end up scoring. They take the lead. The defense did enough holding Kansas City to just 20. I understand Kelsey was out. It felt like a big game. And it felt like a big-time performance from Detroit. So how long are the Lions going to last in the Zaslow Show 2.0 power rankings? I don't know. I can't predict the future. But right now, after one week, Detroit is fifth in the power rankings. Number four, Philadelphia Eagles. The defending NFC champion. A good. We know they're going to be great. A good enough performance. I mean, they gave the Patriots every opportunity in the world the last half of that fourth quarter to steal that game. They got lucky the receiver didn't keep both feet in bounds. He thinks it's still college. Philadelphia Eagles... They are number four in Zaslow Show 2.0 power rankings. Number three, the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are number three in our Zaslow Show 2.0 power rankings. A dominant performance, 40 to nothing. Maybe the Giants are going to suck, but it's still Sunday Night Football and on the road. The Cowboys, from start to finish, and especially at defense, Dak didn't have to throw the ball very much, so the offense didn't really have to do anything. 40 to nothing. If you're the Dallas Cowboys, gets you number three in our power rankings. Number two, Zaslow Show 2.0 Week 1 power rankings, the Miami Dolphins. Yep. While the Dolphins' defense didn't do their thing, they made the biggest plays with the game on the line. I think we all know the Dolphins' defense is going to get better as the season goes on. You heard Javon Holland yesterday. Talk about everybody still learning Vic Fangio's defense. Eventually, they'll get back Jalen Ramsey. That's well down the road. But the Dolphins' offense, it is clearly going to be the best offense in the NFL. They have an elite quarterback. They have the best quarterback-wide receiver duo in the NFL. And a huge road win to start the year. Number two in the Zaslow Show 2.0 power rankings, the Miami Dolphins. And number one at this point, you can guess who it is. The top spot in our Zaslow Show 2.0 Week 1 Power Rankings, the San Francisco, or I should say maybe going into Week 2, the San Francisco 49ers. I liked Pittsburgh in that game. At the very least, you have to be shocked the game wasn't competitive, even if you thought San Francisco was going to win. Purdy looked great, obviously. The defense did their thing. Kenny Pickett really struggled. How much of that is on Pickett? How much of it's on San Francisco's defense? I don't know. We'll find out as the season goes on. We knew San Francisco was going to be really good going into the season, and they looked every bit of it after winning at Pittsburgh week number one. The number one team in our week two NFL power ranking, Zaslow Show 2.0, 
the San Francisco 49ers. So number five, Detroit. Number four, Philadelphia. Number three, Dallas. Number two, Miami. Number one, San Francisco. So how about that? The big, bad, strong AFC. Only one AFC team in the week two Zaslow Show 2.0 top five power rankings. How about that? You didn't see that coming. All right, so joining us now is Matt Jones, Kentucky Sports Radio, ESPN Radio, does the NFL preview show. I was listening to, to you and Myron on Sunday leading up to the games. I was in my car, but I, I want to especially talk to you here, Matt, not just about NFL, but you and I, one of the things we have in common, we both love pro wrestling, and I was super excited when I found out when you, you were co-hosting with Amber Wilson, I don't know, like a year ago, and and I learned you told me that you actually own the the very famous OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling, which, of course, you had very famous WWE superstars come up out of that system. You're, you're an owner now, and you guys are the subject of a new documentary, which is being released on Netflix on Wednesday. That's wild. Uh, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. How you doing? <laughs> I'm great. And yes, all of what you said is true. Uh, I am a part owner, well, along with another person, of wrestler of OVW, and we have a show called Wrestlers coming out on Netflix. It is Wednesday, and and they filmed it last year, and it is a nerve-wracking time around here because after four months of cameras following us around, we'll finally see. I still haven't even seen it, so we'll finally see what they ended up showing. Right, so you and I, I I co-hosted with you a couple weeks ago on ESPN, I think the the day that the news came out, or like the day after the press release came out, and I had asked you, have you seen any of the episodes? You had told me, no, they won't show them to you before they come out. So on Wednesday, when it comes out, like, what's what's the plan? Are, are, do you have yeah. friends coming over? Gonna, what's the deal? I'm going to skip my radio show that morning, because I just felt like if I went, I would just be wanting to watch the yeah. show. So I'm skipping my radio show, and I'm just going to watch all the episodes. You know, we had a lot of press in town here Saturday. We did a show Saturday night, and Netflix brought a lot of critics here to sort of so they could see the sh- see a live show and meet a lot of the wrestlers. And you know, it's 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 exciting. I mean, Al Snow. Some of your listeners will remember him from his wrestling days. He runs the wrestling for us. Uh, I am one of the owners. We have a lot of wrestlers uh, that that are here and we're all going to be featured on it. I'm kind of, I think going to be a little bit of the villain because I'm the outsider who comes in to try to turn the company around, but you know, it's, it's been a great experience. I've been part of it for three years now. When I, when I came in, the place was about to close. I mean, it was kind of on its last legs and, you know, we've gotten a lot of stuff accomplished. We still are not making money, but you know, having a Netflix documentary is not not too bad, and hopefully that helps us uh, turn the place around. So you're going to watch it by yourself? I have to, yeah. I mean, I, you know, we were going to do this premiere here in Kentucky. We we're going to have like a red carpet premiere, and then the folks from Netflix were like, you know, Matt, the first episode isn't the best for you. It's like it gets better later, but maybe you don't want to invite all your friends to come on the first episode and then walk out afterwards. So we decided not to do that. But uh, I'm going to watch it by myself. I, you know, it's seven hours, right? It's seven one-hour episodes. So I think I got to get through it before I can watch it with other people. The show is called Wrestlers. It debuts this Wednesday on Netflix. 
are all seven episodes out at once? Yeah, they are. They are. And it's basically a documentary about what it's like to be at wrestling at the small level. And there's two things I think people will like. Let's say you like wrestling. Okay, this shows what it's exactly like behind the scenes. I don't really know that any company's ever done that before. You know, it, it, you know this. Anytime wrestling shows you behind the scenes, they're actually showing you what they want to show, right? We gave total control over to the director, Greg Whiteley. He did Last Chance You. He did Cheers. So many of you have seen that wow. show from him. And then secondly, let's say you don't like wrestling. It's a really human story of people trying to uh, pursue their dreams, uh, working at the the smallest level to try to make it. And then it's also a story about people trying to turn a business around. You know, uh, in a, uh, COVID really hit this business and this industry hard. And so how do you turn it around? How do you try to take something that's dying and try to make it work? So I think there's a lot of levels where people will like it. And what's interesting to me is, you know, women are not necessarily the biggest fans of wrestling in general. That's a generalization. Some are. But I found women seem to like this series as much, if not more, than men because of the human drama and relationships in it. Can you uh, can you explain what what got you to decide to purchase your share in OVW? Insanity, probably. Uh, you know, I owned a website, KentuckySportsRadio.com, and I sold it at the end of 2020. And so I was trying to figure out kind of what was the next thing I was going to do in life. I had built that for 14 years before I sold it. And so I thought, okay, what's besides my daily radio show, what else am I going to do? Because I sort of have a entrepreneurial attitude. And this came open like two weeks later. Uh, we heard that there was a chance the company could could close and they needed an infusion of cash and so we thought let's give it a shot and see what happens and as you'll see in the documentary it was a lot harder than i thought it was going to be um wrestling is a very closed industry i think they saw me and craig but especially me as an outsider you know there's a kind of a belief if you've never been in the ring you don't understand it um and so dealing with that is a big part of trying to to manage the business and make it work did you notice the cameras when they were around you all the time? Like, how was that? You do at first. I mean, at first it's, you notice, but then you forget. I mean, I know that sounds strange, but you do. I mean, there came a point that I would walk out of my house and go into the ring and then there'd just be a camera on me the whole time. And there'd be a microphone on me the whole time. And you forget, you really do. I mean, I, the first week or so, the only time it was weird is I hosted ESPN radio one time. And there was just a camera crew in my house for eight hours with me by myself. And like, they were like, just live your normal life. And it's hard to have like seven people in your home and you're not supposed to act like any of them are there. That was really the only time it was strange. But besides that, it was pretty normal, honestly. Now, as, as the promoter, as the owner, I'm sure there are uncomfortable conversations that have to be had with either you and, and the head trainer, which is Al Snow, or you and, and, and the wrestlers. Did you ever have to turn to the camera crew and say, hey, uh, we need a little privacy? I did not. And I don't think that ever happened. I mean, I did not. I We, we took the view. I mean, Greg Whiteley is, you know, he's won Emmys for cheer and last chance you. And I think a big part of him agreeing to do this was they sort of got to see everything. And I also understood how important that would be to the show. I mean, if you take away the most dramatic moments, why in the world would they be there? Right. So. I think, I, you know, I, I I try not to get involved a ton with the wrestling part and the wrestlers. I mean, there's some of that. 
Um, but a lot of mine is with Al and sort of disagreements about business. You know, Al's a, a wrestling guy. He bleeds wrestling. He loves wrestling. I'm trying to make so, – so Al's weakness, I think, in some ways is business. I think my strength is business. Probably my weakness is wrestling. And so that <laughs> constant dynamic of back and forth, back and forth, back and forth is something that you see, I think, playing out during the show. OVW, for people who don't know, has had some of the biggest names in the history of pro wrestling go through there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, Batista, CM Punk, The Miz. Now, that's all true. It's a little misleading, though, because those were all guys that were here. The WWE used to basically send all their talent here to learn to wrestle. I would argue maybe something like that should still exist for these organizations. But then the WWE created its own thing called NXT, which is down there in Florida with you. And we kind of became independent. And that was about eight or 10 years ago. And that's when the company started sort of going downhill. And so this is an attempt to rescue. I mean, wrestling's been big in Louisville, Kentucky for 50 years. OVW's existed for 30 years. And this is kind of an attempt to try to save it uh, and get it back to its heyday when those guys you just we just talked about were in it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it, man. I think it's going to be really cool. So again, Wrestlers debuts all seven episodes, like Matt said there, this Wednesday on Netflix. And I think you're probably right for for people who aren't into wrestling or people who love pro wrestling my, like myself. And then I have my wife who does not have time for pro wrestling. We've sat down. We watched the show, not not the real show, the the mock show on Netflix, uh, Glow. The which trailer, is, yeah, yeah. W- oh, Glow, she yeah. loved Glow. Okay, yeah, with Mark Marin and and what's her name, uh, Allison Brie, I think, and she yeah. loved it. You know, it's a show, it's wrestling, but it's not really about wrestling. She loved it. So I I think a show like this, while it's it's a documentary, it's for real. I think there's probably some of that because you you see you know what all these characters what they're about and what they're trying to get in this. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, I, I actually think wrestling fans will probably be the ones that get frustrated with it the most because they're going to go, you know, you know how wrestling fans are. They get they're so they critique everything, and they. I actually think the people who don't watch wrestling are going to be the most fascinated by it. You know, Re- the wrestling fans draw- wrestling fans hate wrestling. Yeah, they do. And and the the draw in, you know, OBW especially, we're kind of an old school wrestling philosophy. We're, we're and and they don't like that either. But I think here's the thing that I I think nobody has ever seen that I know. No wrestling company has said you can come everywhere, right? You can come to the writers meetings, you can come for the backstage real life fights, you can come into these people's homes. I don't think that's ever happened without the company being able to edit it. But look, I'm the owner of the company. I came up with the idea of the show. I pitched it and sold it to BBC. I still haven't even seen the show. So that should tell you how serious they are about the documentary side of this. They said, Matt, if you're in it, which we want you to be in it because you're the owner, you can't see it. And so I haven't seen it. And I will see it at the same time everybody else does. I'm very much looking forward to it. Wednesday, Netflix, seven episodes, wrestlers, Matt Jones, uh, owner, co-owner, promoter, OVW, and of course, Kentucky Sports Radio and ESPN Radio, NFL preview show. So let's do a little bit of that here, Matt. We're, uh, was the game of the day on Sunday, was it definitely Dolphins Chargers? Well, I knew you would say it was. Uh, no, it was. It was the most exciting. I mean, Tyree Kill was amazing. I think, actually, he's the story of week one in, in, in a lot of ways. Um, I thought it was great to see Tua play well. 
um, I thought it was great. You know, it was such an offensive shootout that you assumed when they missed that extra point that the yep. Chargers would come down and then probably win the game on a field goal or at least have a field goal and maybe choke it on it. Um, but no, instead they held them. I thought that was really, really uh, uh, impressive. And and I thought it was a great, if you're a Dolphins fan, you got to love it. I mean, it worked out perfectly. You get the Patriots losing, you win. And then we'll, I think, I think for the Dolphins, they, they, to me, the, the story of the night are the Cowboys and the 49ers. But then I think the second story of the weekend is, is probably the Dolphins because that was a great game and a great win. What's your thoughts on Tua? I, I love him as a player. I always did. And I thought he would be good in the NFL. I, you know, I, I the, the thing that's tough about Tua is you don't know with the, with the concussion stuff, are they going to be understandably so overly careful that like things that wouldn't keep other people out might keep him out. You guys locally there, I'm sure know more about that than I do, but I do love him as a player. And I think, I think he's a top 10 quarterback, but the thing you got is those weapons with Hill and Waddle. I mean, they're just so explosive. It's felt like Tyree kill could get open anytime he wants. He's such a tough guy. Uh, He was on my fantasy team. So I love that he got about a million points during the thing, but, they're exciting. I mean, the NFC is so good. Like, it seems like the NFC is two or three teams at the top and then a huge drop. Whereas the AFC, those middle, I won't say middle, but like tier 1B teams, Miami, San Diego, or excuse me, San Diego, LA, uh, Jacksonville, etc. Those teams are still really, really good. And I think that's going to be exciting. Matt Jones, ESPN Radio. You can hear him on Sundays leading up to all the NFL action. Kentucky Sports Radio wrestlers. This Wednesday, Netflix. Did I leave anything out, Matt? No, you got it all, and I I mean it. I think if people watch, again, you're talking to a guy who hasn't seen it, but I do know what happened. You're going to be kind of amazed at all the stuff that happened during those three months. Okay. And Greg Whiteley is literally, I think he's the best sports director there is. I don't think anybody does sports as well as Greg does. So I think everybody's going to like it. Watch the first episode, and I bet you're hooked. Well, listen, I don't think I've ever been to Ohio or Kentucky, for that matter. But if I am you, ever in that area, I'd like how to How have come. you never been – wait a minute. How have you never been to Kentucky or Ohio? Like I'm an East Coast You're guy. not that far away. You're in Florida. Oh, like, no, but that. but you got to understand, to get out of Florida from South Florida, you got to drive eight hours straight up north. It's impossible to get out of here. That is the most uh, parochial thing I've ever heard in my life. Get out there. I've been to 49 of the 50 states. Oregon is the only state I haven't been to. There's a lot of America to see. I know Miami's beautiful and everybody's hot and all that. But you know what? There's another part of the world. Okay? Go see it and uh, get some some adventure in your life, Zaslo. Great job, Matt. I'm looking forward. Hopefully one day I can come out to OVW. I think it sounds – and I'll probably see. It probably looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, I hope you will. Good to talk to you. All right, excellent job by Matt Jones. Appreciate him hanging out with us. And, of course, all guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are always brought to us by the official beer of the show. You know I'm talking about Johnny Cuba. Uh, If you were watching the Bills lose the way they lost last night with a Johnny in your hand, you had a great night. Johnny Cuba, European roots of the Caribbean soul. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You could pick up a six-pack of your own Johnny Cuba, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco E. Moss. Remember, always drink responsibly. And, of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Guys, also, I've been telling you for a while now, 
Oh, I love Sheets and Giggles. Why do I love Sheets and Giggles so much? Well, number one, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, my man Colin, great dude, has become a good friend of mine. But not only is he making sure that all of us get the best sleep, he's making sure that the environment is taken care of at the same time. And with Sheets and Giggles, I'm getting the best sleep of my life from these naturally softer, cooler, more breathable sheets. The Zaslow family are now four. All four of us use Sheets and Giggles. We're four of over 100,000 Americans who sleep on Sheets and Giggles, and we're never turning back. Matter of fact, the deal is still out there. After the Dolphin win on Sunday, if you check out at SheetsGiggles.com, at checkout, if you use promo code FINSUP, you get 36% off. That's right. You get 36% off your order. Could have been 37%. Jason Sanders owes you a percent there. But use fins up at your checkout, sheetsgiggles.com, 36% off your order. That's right. You can also use promo code Zaslow if it's your first order. You'll get 20% off right there. Sheets and Giggles, I sleep on a eucalyptus pillow. Have you ever slept on a eucalyptus mattress? All of it's available when you go to sheetsgiggles.com. Again, love having them on board. Sheets and Giggles, the only place we ever shop for our betting now. Go to sheetsgiggles.com. Let's get to Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Big Deal or Not a Big Deal, always brought to us by our friends at Water Cleanup of Florida. If you're dealing with water, mold, or fire damage in your home, and your business, is that a big deal? I-, I don't know. Maybe it's not a big deal. Let the guys at Water Cleanup of Florida, with over 60 years of combined experience, they'll tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. They're prepared to handle any size property damage disaster right when you notice that there even might be a leak in your home. You call or text Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635, or go to WCUFL.com. I love when I hear from you guys, like my man Mike recently called Water Cleanup of Florida for a disaster in his parents' home. They went right out there and took care of it. Very affordable as well. And you only have to make one phone call. Water Cleanup of Florida takes care of your project from start to finish. Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. Let Water Cleanup of Florida tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So last night was the last night and the first night ever moving forward that Vince McMahon is no longer the majority shareholder for WWE. Last night, Monday Night Raw, this morning, I believe everyone from Endeavor, they were all there at uh, the New York City Stock Exchange, New York Stock Exchange this morning. They rung the bell. Vince McMahon, the deal is official with Endeavor, with Endeavor, and Vince McMahon no longer majority stake in WWE. That's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. How about Steven Tyler? So, of course, everybody knows Steven Tyler legendary frontman for Aerosmith. Aerosmith is on right now what they're calling their farewell tour. I would love to go, but tickets are crazy expensive. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll be trying to go. Everybody knows where I'm trying to go. That means I'm looking for the hookup. We'll see. I'm not trying to go yet. Maybe I will be trying to go. I don't know yet. But Steven Tyler announced yesterday they have to postpone the next handful of shows. He has vocal cord damage. Apparently, he was coughing up blood, and the doctor has advised him He is not allowed to use his vocal cords. He's not allowed to sing for the next 30 days. That's a big deal. Look, Pearl Jam canceled their show in Indianapolis a couple nights ago. I'm going to see them in Texas on Friday. Somebody in the band is sick. It might be COVID. I don't know. 
I'm, I got my fingers crossed that the show's going to go on as planned. So I got empathy for those Aerosmith fans. Now, it's not canceled, it's postponed, but that's a big deal right there. Big deal or not a big deal? How about Sham Sharania yesterday giving an update on the Damian Lillard situation? Expect Portland and Miami to re-engage before the start of training camps here coming up in the next two and a half weeks. And uh, really at this point, I'm told the only two training camps that Damian Lillard would, would report to, in theory, Portland and Miami. So if a team like Toronto, for instance, were to trade for a Damian Lillard, I, I do not believe Lillard would even report I believe that's, that standing trade requests would still be there if he were to be traded to a team like Toronto or, or, or anyone else really that wants to take a chance at this situation. And so I think teams around the league, ever since this trade request in early July, they've understood a guy like Damian Lillard at the age of 33 with $216 million left on his deal over the next four seasons. Him joining their program and wanting a trade immediately is incredibly unideal. And so you look at this situation, the, the one thing you keep coming back to is Miami and Portland. Are they able to get a deal done or not? And the, the league has really been on pause since early July with a lot of the major moves. Everyone's been waiting on this and we're still waiting to see what exactly happens with Damian Lillard, Portland and potentially Miami. All right, this is not a big deal because th- this is all guessing coming from Toronto. There's no news out there. So while he may end up being right, this is not a big deal. And finally, big deal or not a big deal, how about the NBA yesterday? So Wojnarowski reported the NBA has taken steps to institute stricter rules for resting players. The NBA's competition committee has recommended stricter guidelines on resting players for national TV games and multiple stars together in the same games. The league's board of governors is expected to vote Wednesday to pass the measures. This also includes fines of $250,000 the first time, $500,000 the second time, and a million dollars on top of every every violation thereafter. Uh, Look, I think that's going to work because owners don't want to pay fines like that. But this is a big deal because how pathetic is it that the NBA actually has to come up with rules to make sure players who are getting paid to play actually play. It's pathetic. So this is a big deal. And that right there, courtesy of Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. Let Water Cleanup of Florida tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Okay, there you go. So tonight, we got the Marlins back in action. The Marlins lost yesterday 12-0. They're now a game and a half back of Arizona for the final wild card spot. So we need a Marlins win tonight. Big NXT show tonight. You have, what's her name? Tiffany Stratton defending the women's championship against Becky Lynch. All right, I'll be checking that out. We'll see about that. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the show. Thanks to uh, thanks to everyone behind the scenes, of course. Always help put together a great show. Can't do it without all your hard work. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means.